Welcome back to Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel and Miles Raruka here. We are your co-host. Episode number 61 and Chargers coming off a fresh dub against, you know, a not so good LA Rams team in the Battle of LA. But hey, Chargers are, are rolling right now, man. Four in a row, playoff bound. Also, big news last night, the the Steelers hang on. They come back to knock off the Ravens, which means the Chargers are currently sitting in the five seed. What a time to be alive. My man, how how we doing? Episode 61, man. Here we are. Shout out Nick Hardwick. Uh, I always try to think of a Charger who matches up the number with the episode. Um, Lindsley? Yeah. Is Lindsley 61? Who? No, Lindsley 63. Corey Lindsley? So oh, two episodes, we'll shout, we'll give a shout out to Corey Lindsley. But for now, Nick Hardwick, uh, shout out to you. I'm doing great, my friend. Absolute dominating um, game yesterday against our in-town rivals, our stadium rivals, our team that basically stole our colors pretty much, um, which, I mean, I don't even blame them. How could you not want to steal probably the Christmas colors in all of sports? But I'm doing great, man. We are moved into the fifth seed. We'll remain the fifth seed with a win next week against the Broncos. Great time to be alive as a Chargers fan. Did not think we would be sitting here talking about this probably five weeks ago. But here we are, man. How are you doing? No, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. First day back uh, at work from, from the holiday vacation. So getting back into the groove and um, it's victory Monday. So that is always just the best thing ever. So uh, doing good, man. And um, well, Hey, right away, like let's dig into to the Rams game. Let's talk uh, biggest takeaways. I mean, a lot, a lot of things went right. I, I would say it was the most complete game of the season for this team. But what was your biggest takeaway from, from yesterday? Real game? quick. Just be, just before we get into that, uh, something we have not done in a while, kind of the name of the game of our podcast, man. What are you drinking? It has been weeks since we both had a bevy out talking on the pod, whether that be due to extreme hangovers, uh, whether that be just to too much alcohol consumption over the holiday, whether that be we drank all of our alcohol, but here we are. Well, actually... That's false because I have been drinking on the last couple of pods, but just yeah, some reason we we haven't we've been so excited about how the Chargers have been doing we we've forgotten to to incorporate that part of the podcast. So, um, I I uh, right now I got a nice little mango white claw that I'm sipping on. Nothing too crazy. Ain't no laws, man. Uh, ain't no laws when you're sipping claws. Um, yeah, made a store run yesterday and hadn't had them in a while which is going to sound funny because the listeners are probably like, dude, you drink those just about every episode, which is not true. I, I do drink a lot of like Modelo's, Corona's. I like a good Cerveza. Pacifico is a good one. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm drinking. What about you? I just got me a good old classic Mick Ultra here. Um, New Year, New Year's resolutions, watching my cows a little bit. Um, trying to dial it back just a tad, but it'll start with a Mick Ultra, one of the one of the better beers for you. So that's kind of what I'm dabbling in tonight. But uh, yeah, with that, man, let's let's get into the game. Chargers win against the Rams, thirty-one to ten. Was never really a very close game. I mean, outside of you know, like the first quarter, but it really just felt like a yeah. game that we just kind of controlled from start to finish. Even when the Rams were getting some drives and. We held them to three on that first drive, and then we were able to score and then score again and then score some more and then score some more after that. Justin Herbert did not even play in the fourth quarter. You know, we, when's the last time that we had a game in which we rested starters? I, I cannot. I think that might have been the first of Herbert's career. Definitely the first of Herbert. Well, what about – I'm pretty rushing. sure that we might have pulled him against the Giants last year. But other than that. You might be. I'd have to double check on that, but there's. Yeah, you might be right. I feel like that. we definitely. Other, did, I mean, but that's besides the point. We yeah. have not seen a good old-fashioned blowout like that in some time. Just absolute game manager Brandon Staley just controlled the clock, controlled the tempo, and we were able to get some things done, man. 
So great win yesterday. And like we mentioned, we're up to the five seed. Yeah. Look from like the optics perspective, it was everything you wanted to see from this team, especially knowing that they had clinched um, and, and, you know, getting some key players back a la Joey Bosa. uh, They just dominated. You know, they, they, they won the, the battle of the trenches. You know, we, have to wait and kind of find out a little bit more on Trey Pipkins unless did, did Staley say anything about, I didn't get a chance to watch his presser today. Did, did any update on Pipkins? well, Pipkins came back into the game after he got hurt. So he was back in the very next drive. Hmm. So that I feel like that's definitely a good sign. It was kind of one of those questionable decisions. You know, we were already up by quite a few scores in that scenario. Why would you risk putting him back out there? But from a fan perspective, I mean, that means, that means good things for Trey Pipkins. Yeah. So, well, that's good. I honestly did not know that. I it, it was such a blowout of a game. I I, I kind of got up and started doing stuff. I still had the game on in the living room, but I was doing some chores and kind of in and out of the room. So, um, also, I mean, it's crazy that I was even doing that because the last time I've been able to do that during a game, it's been forever. So, that was just a a fun thing to experience for for once. Um, but yeah, man, th- this team just dominated and look, we got to give some flowers to our good old buddy, Joe Lombardi, because he, he called a pretty decent game yesterday. Um, and the offensive line held up, like I said, they, they won, you know, battle of the trenches and gave Herbert some time and, and he found some guys downfield and it just reminds us again, how nice it is to have weapons like Keenan and Mike on the outside because just throw the ball up there, man. And they're going to make plays. I mean, Mike fucking Williams was going like just big brother and dudes out there. Um, throwing the nerf ball around like on the couch type catches. So that was insane to see, but yeah, man, this special teams, I mean, all, all aspects of the team, you know, all cylinders were, were firing, which is, again, something we haven't seen all season, and it's a great sign, especially heading in to the final week of the season and, and preparing for a wild-card game, which we don't know where it'll be quite yet, but we'll we'll have more updates on that to come here shortly. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, definitely, you know, a lot of talk on Twitter about whether or not uh, we should rest some starters next week. And I, I just, I don't see it, you know, five speed. We're sitting in the five seed. Got to win next week. We can still lose. And if the Ravens lose to the Bengals, we would still retain the five, um, which is obviously very likely. But yeah, I don't, I don't really see us resting this week. I know uh, there was a quote from Brandon Staley after the game yesterday about, you know, to him, the five seed is a much bigger advantage than the six seed, especially in the scenario that we're in, especially wanting to play, you know, like an AFC South team. Um, so I, I don't see them resting anybody next week. Um, you know, we got the Broncos coming up. Should be a pretty easy win, I would like to think. Uh, they didn't look too terrible yesterday against the Chiefs, but I think that we'll be just fine. I think we'll be sitting in that five seed. I would not expect to see starters rested tomorrow. Um, but, man, getting into the game – from yesterday, first thing I really want to touch on, man, the run game. The run game has awoken, ladies and gentlemen. Austin Eckler, you have the stats pulled up. I think Austin Eckler had one, I want to say like 142, two touchdowns, something along those lines, 130-something, two touchdowns. Um, obviously busted off 72-yarder, his longest run of his career. And it just felt like the whole game, that offensive line up front, you know, no Aaron Donald for the Rams was just getting enough push to – you know, open up some holes, whether it was it was just gashing them. You know, it, it felt like every single time I was looking at the screen on a run play, you know, we were getting seven, eight yards, and then that led up to, you know, 12, 13, 14 yards, and obviously we saw the 72-yarder, man. So, I don't know, man. What do you, what do you think? What, what went right for the run game yesterday? And I, I really think what kind of a momentum you think that's going to carry with us kind of being a more of a two-dimensional offense like we saw yesterday? Uh. Short answer is I honestly have no idea. <laughs> like, I mean, the Rams, I don't even know. I mean, I'd have to look it up here real quick. I don't know what they are as, as far as uh, rush defense as a unit this season where they they match up that way. But 
Um, was definitely not expecting that. Definitely. Just, I mean, look, we, we've talked about recently how, you know, this, these running backs are, are running the ball pretty well. It's just that, you know, part of the reason is, you know, the scheme and how they're being used and, you know, how, how little they're, they're being used on a consistent basis. And that kind of adds up to not having a great balanced Russian, Russian attack. Um, so it, it kind of reminds me of the Browns game earlier in the season where they just exploded out of nowhere and it's awesome to see uh well overdue and it's a great sign heading into this stretch of the season but i i i mean i've seen some all 22 angles of some of the you know the big eckler rushing touchdown and a couple other nice runs that they had and um it's the same guys out there you know for the most part same offensive line that we've kind of been used to this season um tight ends are playing their ass off in the run game i, I think that is probably a big reason why but uh other than that i mean i i, I don't know what what changed for them but um it, it definitely clicked yesterday definitely a game that really is going to inspire this fan base about the run game heading into the postseason i think you know, we, we showed what we were capable of on the ground. Perhaps we've been capable of that all year. Um, it just took some time to really let it marinate. Only 10 carries for Austin Eckler yesterday, 122 yards, a touchdown. Um, Kelly Kelly looked pretty good on the ground as well. I would have to look at his stats. And then Roundtree with the amount of trash time that there ended up being in the game, Roundtree was able to get his his own little workload. Did he do much with that? No. But, you know, he was still able to get some carries in. So, you know, maybe getting some of those guys some carries before the postseason will bode well for the depth of this RB core. Kelly was nine for 45. Uh, so that's five yards on the ground, man. If you get five yards on the ground every single down, you're going to win a lot of football games. Um, but, yeah, obviously, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. I don't think the Rams defensive line without Aaron Donald really bodes much of a test for any offensive line, really. Um, but still, man, if it, when you can run the ball with that kind of consistency over an entire game, it's still just something awesome to see. Yeah, so the Rams are ranked 10th in rush okay. defense, um, allowing, on average, 109.9, yards a game, um, which we definitely exceeded yesterday. I think Eckler had that in more – Eckler alone. Had uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, it just seems like, look, this team is rolling right now. The energy, the energy is there. The vibes are are really good. Um, I think that just translate that translates to, you know, all all phases of the game. I think you know, special teams has been rolling all year. Basically, um, this defense, we know you know, has found its stride and has been on fire for the last month. Um, and it, it just, yeah, you know, Justin Herbert's still the quarterback back there. Um, you know, Austin Neckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, same weapons. And it just seems like maybe even Joe Lombardi is, is starting to find a groove himself and maybe starting to kind of listen to to some of the critics and, and um, you know, opening up that – that stuff. So, yeah, uh, I'm not sure where it came from, but uh, awesome to see. For sure, dude. Uh, yeah, Joe Lombardi definitely, you know, these last two weeks has kind of looked competent, which is not something I figured we would be saying this year. But, you know, this this offense, especially yesterday, you know, we hadn't really seen our offense roll rolling like that for a majority of the season. And yesterday, just seeing them be able to put up, you know, 30, 31 points. It's the first time we've scored 31 since the Cleveland game earlier this year. And, dude, we scored a third-quarter yeah. touchdown, man. I mean, something's going on <laughs> it, with this offense right now. It finally happened, dude. That that was insane. I That was so funny. I, I tweeted that third score touchdown in the third-quarter challenge on our Twitter, and as that drive was happening, we got down to, like, goal to go, and I'm like, holy shit this might happen. <laughs> and then sure enough, it was a passing touchdown too, which was equally as satisfying. Um, considering her was on a drought, actually the longest active streak of passes 
without a, a passing touchdown. Like when they flashed that up on the broadcast, I think in like the first or second quarter, I was like, holy shit. Screenshot that because that alone should get Joe Lombardi on the hot seat. I would consider his seat warm right now. It definitely was scalding earlier this season, but Oh, I think I think it's I think it's I think hot. it's still hot, but I would it's definitely not as hot after these last two weeks. I mean, trust me. I, we still want him fired. We still dude, want him gone. Look, winning winning solves a lot of things, but you can't be you, you can't let wins like what's the word I'm looking for here? Like deceive you from like the the issues that you have in your organization yeah like just because you've won what four games in a row like (coughs) this team this team is still under succeeded in a way i mean they're very likely going to win out and finish 11 and 6 which i think i I, that might have been my preseason prediction was 11 and 6 so you can look at that and be like wow this team was as good as we thought they were going to be, they they lived up to their their potential, but they clearly haven't. Like injuries, um, you know, offensive woes. Like it's been a very roller coaster of a year, um, and this last month has gone great. But I, I don't think you can let that kind of like let you turn a blind eye to something. Like either way, I and mean, we we talked about it before. Like this offense is not going to get the most out of Justin Herbert. It's not going to allow him to reach his full potential. No. Like, I think we know that um, everyone 100%, knows that, yeah. right? I mean, people watch Charger games and they're like, what is it? Like, I, like my buddies who are Chiefs fans ask, ask me this all the time. Like, dude, why, what is up with that? Like, why, why not down the field, big play, you know? Like, it, it's pretty obvious to people that know football and, and just watch a game, even if you're not a fan, um, that he's not, like, this offense is not going to get the most out of it out of his potential. So uh, I just think it like offensive coordinator is not, not an easy position to replace. I don't want to use that word, but um, there's a lot of good candidates around the league that, you know, it's in a way it's kind of like, like finding the head coach. You want to find that next hot, uh, exciting play caller, you know, probably a younger guy um, that, you know, is just kind of starting to come up through through the systems. You know, I think guys like like Nick Sirianni, you know, or even Shane Steichen, like um, young guys that are, you know, that were in our organization at one point that, you know, looking on it back on it now, it's like, hey, I wouldn't mind having those guys have a crack at calling plays for Herbert. Now, obviously, if you can get, you know, a top play caller to come over from somewhere else, that would be ideal. But bring back way, Pep I mean, Hamilton. That see, like that would be I would I would entertain that for sure. Um I'm not sure how, how other fans feel about that, but um I don't know. That why not? Like how did Joe Lombardi get a job? You know, like Joe Lombardi was not I mean he had he had a, a what one season in, in Detroit that did not go well at all and then was back in the in the Saints organization as a quarterback's coach, passing game coordinator. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, I believe so. So like, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna give him a shot, um, I think there's loads of, of coordinators out there that are on that level or above that level as play callers that you could entertain. I mean, the NFL is all about, you know, opportunities with, with coaching jobs. I mean, just look at our own head coach. You know, four years ago he was a, a linebackers coach. So um I would I would be willing to entertain that route of kind of spinning the wheel and seeing what you can get versus r- running it back with the same offense. You brought up a good point earlier, and it's just kind of it's a it's a question I wanted to ask you. I saw it on a I think like Twitter thread last night, but if if this was before the season and you knew what our record was going to be at this point in the season, what would be some false assumptions that you would think about our team. Like if you, if you saw back, like, let's say for me, I'll start off just for a little bit of an example. I would say, you know, Herbert's got to be in the, in the MVP race. You know, I, I would think that 
we've been we've remained healthy the whole season things along those lines looking back on the season and if i knew that we were 10 and 6 at this point so what what would be some assumptions that you would make about our team knowing that we're 10 and 6 now um i the first one that comes to mind is bosa and mac would both have double digit sack numbers yeah like i would just i would assume like if they're 10 and 6 i would assume that they probably lost a couple tough games and maybe lost a couple stupid games, but this defense has probably been a nightmare. And, and those, those two have just been insane. So that would be one of them. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think I would also probably, you know, go the Herbert route and say, Hey, he's probably been, I, I would say he probably leads the league in passing yards, maybe even touchdowns even, um, or definitely top two or three in both of those. Um, and I would say Keenan and Mike are, are probably both close to or over a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't think, I don't think anybody could have predicted how this season has gone. You know, it's, it's been such an up and down roller coaster of a season and, but here we are, man. Another one would go for it. Another one would probably be like JC Jackson has five plus picks. Fair. Yeah. You know, I think in our record predictions, I think I predicted 12 and five. You said 11 and six. We're both right where right around where we thought we would be. Go for it. Also, last one here as a team, we would have beaten the Chiefs at least once for sure. And swept the Raiders for sure. But yes, then again, a lot of those other fan bases probably would have predicted like I'm sure Broncos fans would probably be under the false assumption oh man Russ tore his ACL week one or something like along those lines yeah so, honestly yeah I there's mean, a lot of one. there's a lot of very different ways you can take it but I know that none of us would have been able to predict exactly how the season has gone and honestly if you would have asked me let's say seven weeks ago uh, let's go like five weeks ago if you were to have asked me you know what's your final record going to be? I probably would have said something along the lines of, you know, eight and nine or nine and eight, right around that 500 mark. But shit, man, here we are week going into week 18 and we are just on a roll. I know a lot of fan bases do not want to see us in the first round come playoff time. We got to be one of the hottest teams out there right now. So looking forward to it, man. It's going to be, it's going to be a ride. So but uh, going going back on the Rams game, it is going back to the Rams game real quick. What, what were some other takeaways? We talked about the run game. Um, what were some of your other big takeaways from yesterday, and maybe some things that we can build momentum off of going forward? Um, I mean, the 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 rushing. I mean, the rushing defense has to get better. Yeah. It has to, and if 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 they're going to want to make a, a serious run, um, they're going to have to clean that up. It doesn't have to be the Niners' rush defense by any any means. It just has to be. I mean, you can't let Cam Akers run all over you. That just can't happen because you're going to be facing better backs, um, you know, with better offenses better quarterbacks um that that is still a concern of mine so you know it's not a positive takeaway but um that was one um any any thoughts about that yeah I, I was kind of under the assumption that i thought our run defense was getting a lot better you know derrick henry still had over 100 yards on us but for the most part those gash runs were very limited you know, against probably the best Which, running back in the league. I got to find out what they ended up with here real quick, but didn't he have like over 100 in the first Derrick half? Derrick Henry? No, no, no. Um, oh, Cam, Cam Akers. Akers. Yes, yes, exactly. And especially with the Joey Bosa return. You know, Joey Bosa only played 48% of the defensive snaps yesterday, um, which is, I mean, that's fine. That's nothing to be concerned about. Obviously, we knew he was going to be on a snap count, but yeah. – just weird to see his first game back, and Cam Akers just really exploded on us. Yeah, they they went for one sixty six yesterday. Akers had one twenty three. 
Akers outrushed Eckler by a yard. I will say, though, that that Malcolm Brown touchdown, I saw film on that play, and there was a very bad no no call on a hold on Drew Tranquil. So you could maybe take off 20 yards from that play alone. But, yeah, man, our, our rush defense, especially yeah. if we – well, let's see, looking forward in the playoffs, I guess Tennessee uh, – who could be a potential uh, first week matchup in the playoffs? Okay, but even like I look at guys like Travis Etienne, uh, you got a guy like Joe Mixon, um, the Ravens. Like they might not be their running back, but you know they're going to yes, run the ball, Ravens especially definitely. if Lamar comes back. I do not want to play ball. Rushing, rushing threat there. Um, Chiefs, dude. Like Pacheco, the, the combination of Pacheco and McKinnon has they've been on fire lately. Pacheco is a very physical um, guy. Would not like to see him in the playoffs but and and like not not only that like the chiefs have a decent like pretty good offensive line like you know if we don't win the battle of the trenches like it doesn't really matter who's running the rock like they're gonna they're gonna have a day on that you gotta think come playoff time though you know getting derwin james back getting more snaps under the belt for joey bosa this this running this run defense is only going to improve you would have to think and then it's like if you play buffalo you got josh allen uh freaking singletary like they don't scare me on the ground like some teams would i think really the the oh really i think outside of outside of baltimore they scare me the most on the ground see i would i would maybe go really baltimore is really my really only one perhaps tennessee in the first week but again tennessee just has so much wrong right now that i mean they're not they're not in at the moment it'd be yeah right as of right now which that that's that division is going to come down to next Sunday night's game. But yeah, the really running the ball, Baltimore would be probably the main one that would frighten me. JK Dobbins is running very, very well right now. Um, but yeah, run D definitely was, I would say probably, could I say that that was really our only area of weakness yesterday on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I think that's fair. Cause let's offense move the ball at will our, our pass offense only let Baker Mayfield throw for 120 something. So I definitely think that um, overall outside of the run D was our most complete game I've seen in a very long time, very long time dating back to last year. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's fair to say that was the only kind of major weakness that I saw yesterday. So um, yeah, no, that's, that was a big takeaway, and then trying to think of other other like things that jumped out at me. Uh, I did want to highlight though, you know, you, you were talking about how you know Bosa did play forty nine percent of the snaps, so it was pretty yeah dead even on the fifty fifty there. Uh, I was wa- I was really like when he was on the field, I was really tuned in, like I just kind of like locked in on on him and where he was, and um, just kind of was wanted to see some of the reps that he was getting in and there were definitely like, especially early on in the first quarter and throughout the first quarter. Um, Cause he came in and, and had a handful of reps kind of right off the bat before they, they uh, swapped him out. Uh, a couple of those reps were really just kind of like, you could tell it was almost like a, like a drill yeah. in practice, you know, like he's trying to, you know, get just back up to speed, man. Um, working through his hands, um, you know, getting his, his footing back, like, and then there were a couple of reps too, where he kind of, you could kind of tell he tuned it up even a notch more and he might not have gotten through, but he did an extra, like he, he, you know, made a, a pass rushing move of some, of some kind. Um, so he was kind of like, I noticed at least throughout the first half on some of, some of his reps, he kind of was amping it up a little bit more. Um, and look, like we said on the preview episode, just having like his presence out there alone, just having him out there and what that does to a game plan for an offense, for that offensive line, just it throws everything off. You know, you can't double Khalil anymore. And, and that it just makes a, a huge difference him being out there. So he's slowly going to come back into it. And um, it'll be interesting to see his snap count this week. And I think no matter what, I mean, He's just gonna he'll be out there full force um in wildcard weekend because hey, season on the line. So 
can't sit him if you don't know you're going to be there next week. Yeah, the one thing I missed that I saw a little bit on the field yesterday was just his raw, just his raw power, dude. Like Joey doesn't look like he's the strongest guy out there, but I saw him just straight up move their OT right back into Baker Mayfield, kind of like Khalil does. You know, having he, he yes, has some good reps. having yeah. you know, I, a lot of people on Twitter and whatnot were just like, you know, Joey's just pretty quiet today, and I'm like, well, honestly, at this point right now, just get him uh, reps. I like wait. I was waiting for those people to fucking start chiming in. Like, where's Boat? I'm like, dude. Yeah, shut like, up. come on. He's just <laughs> like, getting worked in slowly, dude. And he made his present. Fe- he made his presence felt a few plays for sure. Um, you know, Baker was definitely under duress there a few times. And you know, when you have just two guys on each side of the ball that can just straight up move and o- an O tackle back into the quarterback, it's gonna be fun come playoff time to see what they can do to some of these quarterbacks. Yeah, no, like once he, yeah, exactly. Once he gets his footing back and, you know, they're operating at the level that they were at before he got injured, especially, yeah, that's, that's a big difference maker in the playoffs. Set, setting the edge is something that they haven't really been able to do at all this season. But so, yeah, um, I just wanted to highlight that real quick. And I mean, just look, domination, that, that's a takeaway in itself. We've been asking this team to play a, a complete game for, since the, since week one. And for a while, week one was kind of the game that we had controlled for for majority of the game. And, you know, that was only a five-point victory. So it's finally the, the result that we wanted and we asked for, and it's everything that you wanted to see, you know, from the optics standpoint of just looking the part, passing the eye test, looking like a playoff team, um, moving the ball on offense, you know, getting off the field, domination. 100%, man. Most most dominating win we've seen since that Giants game last year. And you could argue that we've put together back-to-back weeks, maybe two of our most complete performances, um, but even far more complete than the Colts game yesterday. You know, just all, all facets – Besides the run defense, but all facets on offense were clicking. Pass D looked good. Special teams, no complaints. Uh, it was just, we just came out, and you could just tell who the better team was right off the bat. Uh, Brandon Staley's got his guys just absolutely fired up right now, and I I guarantee you other, other fan bases don't want to see us right now. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, look, it we have the most momentum arguably going, I mean, outside of like, yeah, the division uh, leaders and, you know, people that are, are playing home playoff games, you know, the, I mean, the Jags are on a roll, so I, I could understand that argument, but like whoever takes that seventh seed, whether it's Pittsburgh, whether it's Miami, whether it's new England, I think they're a one and done. Like they're, I don't give any of those teams a chance at, at moving on. So you know, out of the wild card teams, I mean, the Ravens, but they're not, they don't have momentum right now. You know, I don't know what the timeline is on Lamar. So it like, yeah, out of a lot of these teams coming into the playoff picture, like the Chargers are, are one of the hottest. I mean, they've won four in a row. And this last, I mean, yesterday was such a huge win just because of how they looked. I mean, they just, they looked the part, you know, like you said, Herbert had 200 plus yards and didn't play an entire quarter. So yeah. Domination, man. That's I'm gonna name, make that the name of this episode. Pure and utter domination. Indeed, man. Just all around awesome performance. And I, I expect to see some of the same come next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I wanted to go back cause you, you mentioned something towards the beginning of the episode and you said trying to figure out whether or not it's worth sitting starters. It is. I got to look up the, when the rate here, I got to look up when the Ravens play, what time, because they play. Oh no, they don't. Oh no, that's this week. Fuck. Cause if the Ravens lose to the Bengals next week, we can yeah. sit our starters because we'll get the we'll have the five seed no matter what. And so our game is at what three three twenty five, 
and the Ravens perfect. Right? Oh fuck, no, it's not perfect. It's TBD. Are you shitting me? Ravens is TBD. I thought it was. Yeah, it's at top of the list. So I'm like, perfect. It's a noon game, and sure enough, it's TBD. So like, oh, dude, you know what? That one's probably gonna get flexed. No, the Lions. I believe the Lions Packers game is in the Sunday night window, and that is that also has playoff implications, though. If the if the Bills win tonight, I bet that game gets flexed because though that that'll be a whoever wins that game wins the division, and will have a home playoff game. So, if the Bengals win tonight, I think that game will end up being like a noon game. In the early window, but if the Bills win tonight, I could see them flexing that to a primetime slot. Definitely, yeah. I I never even thought about that. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on, though, for sure. So, I mean, because it, it, ideally, I mean, it would suck if, if if they go to a prime time and, and they play after us Sunday night, Monday night, whatever. You have to start your starters. Yeah, because you can't take that that risk. So you have to start. But if they play at noon in the early window and they lose. You got to think Staley has, you know, they they have that option in their back pocket of like, hey guys, maybe they don't tell the guys, but just as a as a coach, as a game manager, like, hey, if I don't have to put my superstar quarterback out there or, you know, my all pro weapons, like I'm not going to. <laughs> like we have the five seed, we know we'll be going to uh, either Jacksonville or or Tennessee, so. That that could, that's a, a huge thing to keep an eye on because that makes a big difference. That that's a huge difference. Like even if even if they don't sit out the whole game, but you want to play them for a half, like even then, you know that momentum. It's the Broncos. It's one of the, probably one of the best teams you could ask to play for, to play against week eighteen in our situation. So interesting. very interesting. Great points being made by you, sir. Um, yeah, dude, I, that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on this coming week. I'm sure that popper will be all over that. I'm sure we'll get some updates on whether or not they decide to flex that game, but I don't know if they would, since the Packers Lions games already in prime time and that game already has playoff implications. I just don't know. Don't they have a Saturday? Yeah. Saturday Saturday slate is, uh, Jaguars, Titans and Broncos chiefs, not Broncos chiefs, Raiders chiefs. Thursday night Thursday is over, over the last Thursday night. But game I don't think that I don't think but, that they would ever flex a game a day forward or a day back. Because then that that would kind of fucks right. up your whole as an organization that kind of fucks up your whole practice plan for a week. That kind of like I I, I just I wouldn't no, see that happening. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Why do they have it as TBD? Why don't they have a? Because thinking about it. If you know, if you were able to do that, why the hell did we just play the Colts on Monday Night Football <laughs> when obviously there's a lot of other better matchups that could have been? Yeah, but dude, we got Chargers Raiders got flexed last year. But that game was supposed to be early in the day, and then it just made it later in the day. I don't think that they would flex to like another. No, no, no day, yeah, is what I'm saying. I but they, uh, yeah. What about Monday Night? Who's Monday Night? They already have that I don't one. Think there there, there isn't thing, a Monday Night. They, but I don't know if like is my done. Do, I just don't know if you can do that. They might be saving that because there's no way they're going to flex out Detroit well, we and Green Bay because that's a huge game. That ra- that Chargers Raiders game last year there was no Monday night because we were the very last game of the entire season that was Sunday night. Dude, they could have two Sunday night games. I don't know, man. They could. Well, well, they we don't could. want we don't want they that could. to happen though because we want to know what we're playing for before. No, I know that I'm I'm with you, but I'm just saying like that you're 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 asking like how how can they flex it into like a prime time slot? And I'm saying that's one of the ways they could. They could do either they could add them to Saturday night or they could add a Sunday night game or Monday night. Let's just hope it sticks there. at noon. I don't We're rooting know. for a noon game. Oh, hundred percent. That's I mean that that's why I think now well I want to get into this conversation because we were talking about this before we pressed record. Um, who are you rooting for tonight? I got the Bills, Bengals. Um, lots on the line, lots to kind of toy with here. But you know, I was playing on the playoff machine on ESPN, and uh, 
basically, if we remain the five seed, we go to the AFC South winner. And if we were to advance from there, we have to go to the one seed. That That's just how it is. So then it kind of becomes, right now anyways, a question of, okay, who would you rather face as the one seed in the divisional round, assuming that we get past the wild card round? Uh, I say I still say Chiefs. I'm still big. I'm huge on that. Uh, fully healthy or, you know, pretty close to 100% healthy on momentum. Uh, you know, we always play them tough. They don't like to see us beating the team three times in a season is insanely hard to do. Like everything in that that uh, matchup just kind of points to us, at least this third time around. Um, I would not like to go to Buffalo. No. I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind going to Cincinnati. So at this point it's like Chiefs or Bengals. I'm rooting for the one seed. Uh, so I think you gotta be rooting for the Bengals tonight. Like the last thing I want the season to come down to is some bullshit five degree six inches of snow blizzard where it comes down to Dick or the kicker and who's their kicker? Uh Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass, where it's just like, yeah, some bullshit game. No, I and you got to take, like you mentioned, you got to take weather into account. You know, how comfortable would we be as fans going up to Buffalo if it's 15 degrees and snowing, you know, especially from a team from Southern California? Yeah. I, I, I probably agree with you on that. So I'll, I'll probably, I'm probably rooting for the Bengals tonight just for the sake of the Bills not having the one seed. Yeah, like, hey, look, if if I know people will probably be annoyed if the Chiefs get the one seed and it's the road's through Arrowhead again and Chiefs fans are going to be annoying. I get that, but I think it just plays out better for us. I really do. Like, think about it, man. You can argue we've sh- we should have beat them both games this year. One play away from from beating from winning both those games. Um, That's how it always is. With I Chiefs. really like how we. Yeah, and I really like how we match up a third time. So. Look, I, I think Buffalo has, like, they have the best home field advantage in the entire sport. In a, in a sport that's set up where the most crucial games of the year are in January, where it's pretty much the coldest everywhere, <laughs> like the coldest yeah. time of the year everywhere. Um, they just have that unique, like, it, like even Kansas City, like, don't get me wrong, like, going to Kansas City, the divisional round, it's going to be chilly. It's going to be cold. I'm not saying that it's going to be like sunshine and rainbows at all, but they just have that, that, that lake effect where they just get snow dumped on them and, and they just embrace it. They love it. Like they kind of like Lambo, you know, it's, it's their thing. It's, you know, they, they, they know it's a, a huge X factor against other teams. So I just, I want none of that. <laughs> and look, the bills, bills are a tough team, man. They're, they're sitting in the one seed for, for a reason. Um, and I, I'd much rather just uh, have another classic Mahomes, Herbert showdown. We got to everywhere's going to be cold, you know. No matter what, Cincinnati's going to be cold. Baltimore's going to be cold. You know, Kansas City's going to be cold. Baltimore's right. gonna be, or Buffalo's going to be cold. But like you mentioned, it's about but, it's about the kind of atmosphere that they set up. It's like it's basically like Lambeau Field. You know, those fans are going to be there. They're going to be rowdy, whether it's seventy degrees or whether it's negative seven degrees. You know, that, that place that place wants – they want snow. They want to play in a snow game. So with, with that being said – Another element, though, too, is is the precipitation. Because, like, we – I mean, we've been Midwesterners. We know. We don't, we don't get a ton of snow. I mean, we do get dumped on at times. But uh, I think it's safe to say it'll be just cold and, and not very snow-like in the divisional round in Kansas City versus, like, if it is snowing – in Buffalo, uh, that like that that totally throws off a, you know, or a- adds another element to the difficulty. I mean, I think of like remember the Dolphins game a couple weeks ago, where like just even the kicking game, like everything gets affected once it's snowing. I mean, cold, yeah, it's cold, but like guys can still still go make plays when it's snowing. It, it almost completely like zaps a lot of teams offensively definitely Anyways. so that that is a, that's a great point to make that i had never even taken into consideration until 
you kind of started talking about that. So I, I think we're probably Bengals fans tonight. Yeah, I think so. I mean, all signs. I Look, they still have work to do to get the one seed. Like, they would – this would put them in the two seed, and they would have to win next week against the Ravens and still ask for the Raiders to be the Chiefs. And I don't see that happening. So the Bengals could – be the one seed technically, but they have a lot more to ask for. You know, it, the Chiefs just need the, the Bengals to win tonight, and, and they're Gucci. They are Gucci, but, you know, so are we right now. We may not be buying for a one speed. Speed? Jesus Christ. We may not be going for a one <laughs> seed right now, but, you know. I, that Michelob I guess difference so. tonight, baby. First I guess appara- apparently so, but, you know, I, I love where we're sitting. I will take that, I will take that four seed. Well, as a five seed, play that four seed gladly, gladly, and then after that, we'll just we'll see what happens. Because I remember back in back Dude. in twenty eighteen when we had to play the Patriots second round, that was not fun. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Any any chance at all that the Titans pull it out on Sunday? I think there's always a chance, um, but my money's on Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. I right? believe so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they already played in Tennessee. Um yeah, I it's crazy that like that like the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I that is another reason why maybe the Ravens and Bengals don't get flexed because that's another really decisive game. Well, that game's already on that game's on that Saturday. W- so Wait, is this just the Sunday sc- Oh, wow. I'm a dumbass. I was like scroll down just enough on the page where the sat like I was like, where are you seeing these Saturday games at? Yeah, there's two um, on Saturday. Okay. Chiefs at Chiefs at Raiders. Yeah, okay. So that, that one's not gonna get flexed out. So yeah, I don't know. I don't just it's weird that that one's TBD. But anyways, yeah, looking at that Tennessee and Jacksonville game. That's gonna be that'll be a fun one to tune in for. Yeah, because whoever wins that game is more than likely who we're going to be facing first round so definitely something that we are going to keep our eyes on and how nice is it that we aren't the ones in these like high like super high stress games this year year. dude yeah like we're the team that we're kind of kick our feet up a little bit in the sense like we know we're in we know we're the six seater better um either way we like a how we match up against you know these wild card teams in in the first round Versus, I mean, these teams that are just like, uh, if if we were going into a game like that this year, we would be so stressed. Like, could you imagine if we were recording last year during like Raider Week, Week Eighteen, and then after that, like, I'm probably, uh, I'm just so glad we're not in that. Would have deleted the Twitter account and like, just shut this whole thing down because I just could not go through yeah, that I kind of pain, everything. dude. I was at the game. You want to talk oh, about pain, shit. man? I shed tears. I'm a grown man, and I shed tears at that game. So <laughs> that was not fun. Uh, Hell of a game shit. to be at, but the outcome sucked ass, dude. Yeah, so I'm just so fortunate that we're not – we can be a team that's just watching entertaining games and not having to worry at all. I mean, let's just beat the shit out of the Broncos, but – other than that, I mean, it's going to be a fun weekend of football. I'm just sitting back and kind of relaxing through these for this next week of football, enjoying some bowl games. Um, I'll, obviously, I'll watch the game come yeah. Sunday, but regardless of the out, regardless College of the outcome, you know, where... if we lose, which I don't expect us to, knock on wood, wink, wink. I think we'll lose, wink, wink. Um, which, by the way, we're what we're right. what now on wink, winks like five and zero, oh? four and zero. Oh. Well, but the Falcons game as well. You picked. Well, that was me. That's four right. and a half. Four and a half. And speaking of halves, our bowl predictions this week. Colin did. Colin yes. hit his bowl prediction of a third quarter touchdown. Let's go. I did not. Number four. I came one. I came a sack short. I predicted four sacks. They got three. So, Colin's up to four on the season. I'm up to two and a half. Um, it is what it is. I don't really have a chance of catching up with you now. Now that we're going into week 18. So congratulations. Congratulations on the dub. Let's go. Um, Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for the shout out, man. That means a lot. Shout out Colin. So, um, 
You got anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to add? That's the part where I asked that question, Richard. You took about you you won uh you won your bold prediction, so now I'm just gonna be on a wanna be on a tangent just to fuck everything up now. So but right. no, I got I got nothing more to well, add, man. Um I'm looking forward to this game tonight. Um just watching it's just gonna be it's gonna be a treat. So but yeah, we will we will get yes, you guys man. with an episode before the Broncos game later this week. Sounds good. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode number 61 of Chargers Powder Hour. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on our social medias, Twitter and Instagram at Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast. Bolt up. <laughs>